the Author Hangout episode number 116. This is very much a momentum thing. The more, you know, you can share that other people are already sharing it, and the more you can kind of provide that social proof, the easier it is to get other people on board, particularly people who may not know you yet. Welcome to the Author Hangout, where we interview best-selling authors and experts in the book publishing industry to reveal the tips and advice you need to succeed as an author in today's publishing landscape. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Sean Manaher. Welcome to another episode of the Author Hangout, where authors like you learn how to sell more books through the lessons, experiences, and wisdom from their fellow authors. He's an expert podcaster podcast educator and founder of Cash Flow Podcasting. Using an innovative process, he helps thought leaders and authors host their own podcast by taking just a few hours of time per month. He specializes in helping these thought leaders and speakers amplify their impact through podcasting. A world traveler, outdoor sports junkie, and here to share his proven approach for growing authority and influence through podcasting is Ben Kruger. Ben, Thank you for joining me on the Author Hangout. Sean, I really appreciate you having me here today. I'm excited to share what I know. Hopefully, this will be helpful for those listening out there and just excited to be here. Ben, why don't you share with folks your story about where, how you got into podcasting? Like, Tell us, go back in time. Where were you? What was going on? Why would you start it? The year was 2008. Now, um, I, actually, I think it was about 2010, uh, but I was working a marketing job in Boise, Idaho, and was really just dying to go out on my own. You know, I had, I had had multiple marketing jobs at small agencies over the last year um, and was just itching to do something on my own. Um, and I was actually listening to a podcast consistently called the Lifestyle Business Podcast. Um, <laughs> I had read the Tim, Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week and that got in my mind this whole, you know, live and travel and start a business thing. Um, and on that podcast, they talked about an internship opportunity in the Philippines where the intern would do social media marketing for this resort. And in exchange, they would get food and room and board, um, not necessarily get paid, but they wouldn't really have any expenses either. So I jumped on that and spent, you know, days on this application um, and luckily got picked and got an email saying, you know, pack your stuff be here in two weeks. <laughs> so it was it was quite the transition. Um, and I tell you that because once I got to the Philippines, I had no source of income um, and I was still paying off student loan debt and that kind of stuff. Uh, but I still had about five days a week where I didn't have to work on anything. So I was working on my own stuff. Um, at the time, I had no idea what quote unquote my own stuff was. Uh, so I was trying to figure that out and I made good friends with the host of the lifestyle business podcast. His name is Dan Andrews, really good buddy of mine. And he was, you know, we were chatting over beers in the Philippines and, uh, he kept saying how much of a frustration it was that his team had to spend their time, per, uh, doing all the post-production for their podcast and after hearing it and feeling like he just kind of kept hitting me over the head with this for a good, you know, two, three hours, I finally, you know, had that light bulb moment and said, you know, uh, I did some audio and video production in high school. Um, I bet I could take that off your hands. And we kind of hashed out what he needed and made a little handshake deal right there on the spot. 
Um, so Dan became my very first podcast production client, and from there it has kind of grown into more of a podcast launch strategy and production agency. But that was the very first kind of uh, light bulb moment, and it came about at just the right time. So interesting because you use a, a great word that we're we're keyed in on here: launch. Right. Podcast launch. We, we think of book launches. So in a second here, I like to hear about what a podcast launch looks like and maybe some parallels that we could bring in with uh, a book launch and, and maybe how that could work out. But first, before we get to that, can you share with us what your business is all about, like how you help people, how you're helping thought leaders and authors? Yeah, so I'm glad that you asked because what we really focus on is a new program that we've been working on for a while and kind of, you know, sanding the edges and honing it in uh, because what we really found was authors and authorities are always looking for ways to get on a bigger stage to build a stronger audience around their brand uh, and to do it in a way that doesn't bog down their calendar, that doesn't take up too much of their time. Uh, but it is actually effective. So what we have developed and what we really do with folks is if somebody has a growing platform or they're developing a platform around their brand, they have a clear message, they have a clear audience, um, what we do is we essentially consult with these individuals to get a clear idea for what they want to do with their brand and what kind of message they want to share, how they want to position it, and we go and create a podcast around their brand. So we create the intros and outros and artwork and all the all the things that you traditionally think about um, when you think about what's involved in starting a new show. And this way, them as the authority, as the author, as the influencer gets to show up with their voice and share their expertise as the host. And we handle all the technical back end. We handle all the strategy to make sure the thing works. Uh, and we essentially provide that support somewhat like a podcasting department for hire. And in the authors and influencers that you've worked with, how do you see podcasting as a way in which to get the word out? And we're thinking, just so you're aware, we have fiction and we have nonfiction authors that are listening in. So how do you see podcasting as a as a way in which uh, these groups of authors could uh, could benefit? It's a really good question. And what it comes down to is particularly with authorship, a strong or a big need really is to build a community around your authorship, whether you're releasing series of books or whether you're releasing, you know, nonfiction books that are a little bit more uh, business oriented. What's really important to build is that strong community around what it is you're releasing as as an author, because um, that can be the launch pad for your next thing that can be. Um, you know, how your existing book gets into the hands of more people through referrals. So with podcasting, folks are really easily able to build a community around their brand, around their voice, around what message they have to share. And that can be very story focused if it's more of a uh, fiction type of of an author, or it can be more, you know, how to or interview focused if it's the nonfiction type author that's doing it with somewhat of a business twist. So there's a lot of different ways you can go around it. But 
the real value is in the ability to reach new audiences, to get into, you know, it, it's a content medium where people don't have to sit down and commit their time and energy to that medium. They can listen to the podcast while they're on their go, while they're doing the dishes, while they're walking the dog, and it becomes part of their routine to connect and engage and hear from you through the podcast. So you can imagine the type of relationship that this allows you to build with an audience. And, you know, Sean, obviously you've been podcasting yourself, so you have a clear idea of how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. And and what I would say is that the reason why we have such a strong community that we do have and why almost every week we're seeing these new stats on Libsyn, which is a podcast hosting uh, service, but basically we're seeing more and more people listen is because you're in the ears, I'm in the ears of authors. Ben, you're talking into the ears of these authors, right? Right now, it's really cool. So there's something very personal about that as well. And you had said, Ben, that this is easy, right? And that you were talking about the time and energy. uh, It's a content medium that they can listen to passively. Is that why this is an easy way to build a community? Well, it comes down to a few things. When you're looking at building a community, you can do it through, you know, you have to kind of pick a channel to do it through. So you can do it through audio. You can do it through blogging. You can do it through video. You can do it through, you know, forum or user-generated content types of things. Every channel or medium is going to have its ups, its positives, and its downs. Um, And it's going to require different skill set, and it's going to require different time and energy you know, to make work. What podcasting is really strong for is folks that have a very clear message to share and they may be good writers, but they're also very good at talking about what they do. And you can sit down and record an episode in about a half an hour, just like, you know, you and I are doing right now, Sean. Um, There's clearly some post-production work that needs to be done. um, But in, you know, if, if like a lot of podcasters, you're you have someone else handle some of those things, your grand total time investment and effort investment per episode, you know, might be an hour to two hours to line up the interviews and and do the recordings and make sure that everything's ready to go before it goes out, that kind of stuff. Um But if you were going to write the same content out in a blog post or in a newsletter email, it could take significantly longer. So um, I think part of it comes down to, you know, what are you good at as an individual? And obviously we're talking to writers here, but um, obviously a lot of the folks out there are good speakers as well. So if you're comfortable behind a microphone or if you're comfortable telling people about your books or about the storyline of, of what you share in your books and that kind of stuff. Podcasting has the potential to be a really strong uh, platform for you from an ease perspective, simply because uh, that medium reflects your natural skill set. In talking about natural skill sets, you naturally have a skill set of launching podcasts at this point with as many years as you've been doing it. So why don't we break into that a little bit? Talk to us about what does a podcast launch look like? And for those that are listening in right now, I want you to hear maybe even parallels that this can be used for book launching because obviously that is something that's important. So why don't you share with us, Ben, what that looks like? And there are some really strong parallels between launching a podcast or launching a book. So um, what I have found is 
creating and launching a new podcast, there's two sides of it. One, when you create and launch a show, you want to get as much new discovery as possible. And the easiest way to do that is through iTunes New and Noteworthy because, you know, that's where the podcast listeners hang out. That's where it's easiest for new people to discover your show. And what that is, is in iTunes, in the podcast platform, for the first eight weeks of any show, you have the opportunity to essentially rank in the top, you know, 10 or 15 new podcasts. And so you're not trying to outrank the old established podcasts with millions of downloads. You're only trying to outrank the other guy that started yesterday, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... It gives you, you know, iTunes really features a lot of brand new podcasts and gives them that initial leg up so you don't get lost in the in the thick of things. So under the iTunes platform, you get a really nice initial opportunity to be featured and to get some additional listenership right off the bat so that you don't have to have a, a pretty significant audience going into this thing. Um, you can go in with a small group that's dedicated to listening to the show and sharing it with their friends. So that's kind of one side of it is being discovered in iTunes. And the other side is, and this is very similar to a grassroots style book launch approach, is we found it works really incredibly well to have or create essentially a podcast launch team by reaching out to your close associates, your friends, uh, different interest groups, maybe their Facebook or LinkedIn groups that are around your particular topic area, um, and reaching out to them in advance of the new show going live and saying, you know, hey, we're coming out with this new show. Here's who it's for. Here's why we're excited to share it with them. It comes out on October 31st or whatever, you know, whatever your date is. Is this something that you would be excited to share with your audience? Um, and so you kind of build a little bit of a team by reaching out to some influencers, you know, your friends, the people that are following you already, um, and those individuals or groups that would be really interested in a free, valuable resource around that topic. Um, and you you follow that process when you launch to essentially alert them, share the resources with them to help launch your show. And I've, I've seen that approach work really well for some book launches, and it works really well for podcast launches as well. Layering it against a book launch, I understand certainly the discovery as much as possible. So in my sense, and, and as I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking of if you're going to be launching a book, you want to get in Amazon's algorithm. So you might be doing a book launch that is going to be within Kindle Select program, which is going to allow you to get into uh, the Free a free download option where somebody can uh, give their book away for free for up to five days, and then that launches them into al- the algorithm updates and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I get that piece. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good parallel with that. This launch team, uh, it's certainly something that authors that are listening in, uh, they have uh, either review teams or a street team, as it's called. So mm. let's break that up a little bit more in how you build that team. Uh, I know that you gave us some example, but can you dive into that a little bit more? Yeah, so the way that I like to do it and the way that we do it with a lot of our clients is we break it up into A team, B team, and C team. Um, a team is really those people that if you sat down with a pad of paper and a pencil and you thought about, you know, who would be just 
super excited and thrilled to share whatever I create with their audience, with their closest, you know, friends, network, office buddies, etc. Um, and that kind of becomes your A team because this is very much a momentum thing. The more, you know, you can share that other people are already sharing it and the more you can kind of provide that social proof, the easier it is to get other people on board, particularly people who may not know you yet. Um, so group A is those people that are just thrilled to bend over backwards to share whatever you're going to create because they trust and know that it's going to be good stuff. Group B is the people that you know, but they're not necessarily as amped about it as, you know, group A is going to be. Um, so you, you do have some connection, and whether it's a, a friend in common or something. Um, and then group C is if you think about specifically what Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, forums, blogs, newsletters, you know, what are those other news sources and even other podcasts, quite honestly, um, that my audience is already tapping into that I could reach out to and share what we're doing as a free resource. Because the one nice thing about podcasting is you're not trying to sell them anything. You're not trying to push or promote uh, something that takes. You're sharing something that is a free, valuable resource uh, to that audience or a free entertainment medium for that audience, depending on the topic of your show. Uh, so either way, the, the value is really the fact that you're framing the podcast as this resource that you're creating for the audience. You're really excited to serve this audience with this, this tool or this, um, you know, podcast that you're creating and asking a simple ask of when it comes out or when it releases on October 31st, would you be willing to share it with the group? So you reach out to the leaders of those Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, forums, that kind of stuff. Um, and so with this whole approach, you start with the A's and you reach out to those folks um, kind of with the assumption that they are going to be excited to share whatever you're creating. On the back of that momentum, you know, you can reach out to the B's and reference a few of the folks that are already on board in the A group. Um, and as you get bigger names, as you get, you know, people that some of these individuals you're reaching out to already know about or already are aware of, then you get to really build some social credibility there. And it becomes an easier and easier thing because it's an absolute you know, free win for them. They're not selling your products for you or anything. Um, they're sharing a resource. So as long as it's really positioned and you really create it as a free, valuable thing, then um, I found the pickup, uh, if it's approached in kind of that ABC format, to be a really strong, uh, positive approach to launching a podcast is it easy to get number one spa as in the new and noteworthy or is it difficult like is it is a number kind of thing is like what are some factors that play into that once you're got your team together you're looking to hit number one what's it going to take good question so itunes works and ranks off of the number of overall downloads the number of subscribers and the number of five-star ratings and written reviews. Um, and it's in the in a recent period, I believe it's somewhere between five to nine days, the most recent five to nine days. It's kind of a rolling, you know, uh, ranking system. And it's not particularly complex. It's partic it's it's surprisingly basic, so it's not 
remotely as complex as um, something like the Amazon ranking algorithm. Um, but the nice part is with a short but uh, focused effort. So if you are able to get um, kind of a, a a pretty immediate uptake of the show by a small group of people, that has significant power in the iTunes ranking system because you're able to push your show or, or um, upload your show into three different categories in iTunes. And so you can show up in iTunes New and Noteworthy for any of those three subcategories and any of the categories that those subcategories are a part of. So there's a lot of opportunity for you to show up in that top ranking group. That's interesting because it's it's so similar on the Amazon side for authors where they can be ranked in a sub subgroup of a particular genre. Then as they uh, improve in rankings, then they improve in rankings on an overall level. But they can then get you know number one in a particular genre uh, that they are are going for. And uh, that's a lot of times how people can become no you know number one bestsellers in a more obscure category versus trying to get to the very number one spot within Amazon. Yeah, and with those obscure categories, you know, as you kind of climb to the top of the rankings of them, then you can't, that, that snowball momentum builds on itself, makes you more discoverable, and then you can kind of climb the ladder into those bigger categories. Talking about climbing the ladder and in, in this whole idea of authority, I know that that's an area that you really key in on, that podcasting drives the opportunity for authority. Thinking about fiction, nonfiction writers, how does that happen for them? Like what what's the result of podcasting that they could expect or what does that look like? Why is podcasting that thing that can help them do that? I think the best way to explain or, or to kind of share an insight into this is actually um, to share something that one of our clients told me. Um, this was about six months back now. I was at a conference talking to him and he is an author in the e-commerce space, so he has a, a nonfiction book in the e-commerce space. And I was talking to him about how his book had helped him grow the business and what, how that kind of measured up to his podcast. And he said um, the biggest way that he has found uh, – the, the biggest way that he has heard from his audience um, – I'm I'm having a hard time phrasing this. Okay, let's flip that around a little bit. When he was at a previous conference, he was talking to the other members at the conference um, and asking them, you know, hey, how did you guys hear about me? He said about 25% of them replied saying that the book is how they first heard about him. And he said 75% of them said the podcast was how they first heard about him. Um and he, he, after asking those folks, you know, well, after you heard the podcast, what did you do? And he, and most of them replied, you know, oh, well, I found out you had a book. Um, cause he was promoting the book through his podcast. And from the book, then he was also promoting, he had some other products and services and that kind of stuff. So it was a really nice value ladder for folks that, they could connect with them through the podcast, and if they really wanted more, if they liked what they were hearing, if they really engaged with him, his personality, the message that he was sharing, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, um, they knew then, okay, this guy's got a book, and I should go check it out uh, if I'm really getting 
what I am excited to get from this guy. So it's a nice it's a nice filter to make sure that the types of folks that do um, end up checking out the book are already kind of pre like yeah like pre gauged that they do engage with what you have to share that message in you and your personality overall. Awesome. Yeah, it's like pre selling them yeah. on it, and uh, they're a much more of like a qualified lead. Uh, I know for us, I know exactly that 20, 25% to 30% of all of our uh, subscribers, that is the email list uh, that we have, come from the podcast. So there was a season over the summer that we uh, paused on the podcasting as, as much as we were doing, and we saw an immediate 25% drop in our subscribers, mm-hmm. which guess what? It was a, an immediate 25% drop in revenue. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely there that tie-in on a month-to-month basis, week-to-week basis of how the podcast really uh, not only builds authority but can help you to sell through to the, the books and services that you're offering. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And that's something that we've seen across the board with the types of folks that we work with, including our own business. You know, We do our own podcast, a uh, little bit of a taste of your own medicine type of thing. Um largely because a lot of our audience is already listening to podcasts and that's the best way that we can educate and walk them through, you know, the types of things that they need to know, the questions that they have and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that is, um, that, that makes perfect sense. Well, Ben, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being part of the Author Hangout. Why don't you share with people how they can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. That's fantastic, and I, I appreciate you having me on. It's been a lot of fun sharing, Sean, um, and hopefully it's okay with you if folks are uh, looking to start a podcast. I know that there's always so many questions when it comes to that. If they're interested in learning more about me or about podcasting, Um, I've created a checklist that is kind of like, here's all the things you need to know. Um, So you can go ahead and grab that anywhere over at cashflowpodcasting.com. I think the the page is forward slash checklist or something. But um, that's where people can really connect and engage with me the most. Um, And I really appreciate the opportunity to come on to share. And hopefully this has been helpful for a few folks out there in the listenership. Well, Ben, I'm sure it has, and thank you. I appreciate you being on the show and everything that you shared with us, including that link, cashflowpodcasting.com slash checklist, or whatever that that URL (laughs) is, will be found at theauthorhangout.com. Thanks again, Ben. Thank you. Are you struggling to gain reviews and improve book sales? It doesn't have to be that way. In our free guide, Getting Reviews for Your Book, you'll discover new ways of attracting real customer feedback that can boost your credibility as a writer, increase your book's visibility, and provide the social proof you need to encourage sales. Don't struggle to attract reviews or resort to scammy methods that could jeopardize the integrity of your authorship. Visit bookmarketingtools.com slash review guide to download your free copy of Getting Reviews for Your Book. Thanks for listening to The Author Hangout. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher to get the new episodes delivered directly to your device. Watch the video from this episode and get the transcript at theauthorhangout.com. The Author Hangout is brought to you by bookmarketingtools.com.